0: Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and you should be extremely pumped because this week's episode is the one and only Dr. G, Christian Gonzalez. Dr. G, I met through one of my friends who's a leader in the functional medicine space, and we connected, and I, I checked out his Instagram and then had a few conversations with him, and I was like, I've got to have you on the podcast. He's an absolute... Wealth of information, uh, a leader in the functional medicine space, and he actually offered to help me take my health to the next level. So I've been doing a bunch of tests on heavy metal, on molds, on various environmental toxins, which is one of the things we cover over in the episode. We also talk about various tenants for optimal health and living. We talked about environmental health. We talk about all the things that you can do to really prepare yourself in this 21st century for living optimally and healthfully. I think you'll really get a lot of value out of the episode. I know I did, and I definitely want to have him on again. Now, I want to thank all of you for going ahead and leaving uh, ratings and reviews. It's meant the world to me. I'm going to read this week's uh, review of the week. It comes from Tiffany W., and she says, What an inspiring podcast. Michael is an outstanding interviewer, and I'm left feeling inspired. I love the morning routine and the cube visualization exercise. I've already shared with my inner circle. Thank you, Michael, for creating this podcast. Thank you, Tiffany, for the review. It means the world to me. Please go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes if you're enjoying the podcast, and you could be the review of the week. It's the way that we basically grow the podcast in this community because those ratings and reviews help us move up in the algorithm. So thank you so much. And before we get started, I want to thank this week's sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by two companies that are go-tos for high-quality products. The first is Lifecycle. Lifecycle has an adaptogenic mushroom tonic. I use it on a daily basis. I've found... Uh, And interestingly enough, Dave Asprey just said the same thing. Their Lion's Mane tonic, I do about five droppers of, and I find that my dreaming has become incredibly lucid, and it's increased my REM sleep. So they have a variety. I I like their Biohacker pack because it comes with five different mushroom tonics. But uh, the Lion's Mane, I'm using more than any other because I'm finding huge cognitive benefits. But they have cordyceps, I have the Rishi here right next to me, and it's an incredibly high-quality product with mushrooms, uh, organic mushrooms harvested here in the U.S., and they make incredibly potent bioavailable tonics. Check them out at Lifecycle, L-I-F-E-C-Y-K-E-L.com, and if you put in Peak Mind 20, you get 20% off your order. Again, incredible brand and incredible products. I highly recommend them. Again, LifeCycle.com, PeakMind20. This episode is also brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a meat subscription company that distributes high-quality meat that you can trust, 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised, free-range organic chicken, heritage bred pork, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon. Um, It's, you know, I just drove through the country and there's so many people that have access only to low quality hormone and antibiotic laden meat. And ButcherBox provides, I think, a really great solution in regards to delivering super high quality, humanely raised meats directly to your door. So I highly recommend checking them out. Um, I actually sent a box to my family and have been, um, have been using the product and really appreciate their quality. So check them out, ButcherBox. If you put in Peak Mind at checkout... You get not only a discount but a bonus on your on your order. Depending on when you're listening, right now they're running a keto bundle, so you get a huge amount of uh, free product in your first order. Uh, but they're about to start running a new offer, so check them out at butcherbox.com. And based on the time when you're listening, they're always running a really profound uh, and fantastic first uh, subscriber offer. So check them out butcherbox.com and put in peak mind at checkout. Without further ado, it's my great pleasure to introduce Dr. G. All right, I'm here with Dr. G. Dr. G, it's such a pleasure to have you, my man.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. For real, it is. It's an honor. This a great show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dr. G also has a great show, which we'll uh, link to below. you got to check out. I delve deep into it today. And you're also uh, helping me graciously to, in my process of both abating, um, certain risks in terms of environmental toxicity that I've been exposed to, which we'll cover at the end of the show, but also a a profound expert in optimal wellness, as well as, uh, you know, you have a huge focus on cancer as well, correct?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Two, two of my main, uh, like really where I'm diving in deep into, Breast cancer has always been there. Yeah. Um, I lost my mom to breast cancer when I was in medical school, oh, so it, it became a driver. You know, you know when you are really passionate about something, plus it's helping a lot of people, all of a sudden it becomes exponential. Yes, right. Especially when you're putting it out there and it's relevant. Um, but the environmental toxins, the optimal wellness, all that stuff came more and more as my when I went through my uh, issue with mold. Yeah, all of a sudden I started really paying closer attention to. It's not just us that we have to optimize. We have to optimize our environment too, man. Yes. Where we live, where we work, um, where we're exposed because the analogy I always give is we have a cup and it's filling up. And once it really fills up, overfills, and the cup, the size of the cup is based on stress level. Yeah. How stressed are you? If you're super stressed, you're going to have a little shot glass. Mm-hmm. If you're chill, you're meditating all the time, maybe you have a gallon. But that thing's filling up. And once it overflows, that's a big issue because then that starts manifesting disease. It's sort of like... The balance is tipped off. Mm. Uh, but part of that cup that really speeds up that that filling up is your exposures in your home, exposures in your work, exposures in uh, anywhere you are over and over. So that's the big part.
0: Let's start there. So, we'll, just for those listening, we're going to go into many tenants for optimal wellness, but we also want to talk about some of the big things you need to look out for. And you and I both have been exposed to mold and have had pretty gnarly journeys as it relates to mold. Mine was compounded by actually uh, a a Lyme diagnosis, which Mm -hmm. fortunately I caught in the first week, so I was able to uh, abate it with antibiotics, but of course that compromised my gut to a degree. But I've been on this crazy journey. I've tested now my brain, my heart, my gut, Uh, I've done mitochondria tests. We just did a test, which we'll cover at the end of this uh, show, that was pretty comprehensive Mm -hmm. around environmental toxins. For those who are listening, I think one of the things that I figured out, uh, and I'd love to hear your personal story, but when I started worrying about mold, I tapped into folks like Dave Asprey and Dr. Mark Hyman, who each had had their own experiences, and when I watched Moldy, uh, Dave's doc, he had said that there was something like 50% of homes and offices in the U.S. alone have some kind of mold, and Mm -hmm. I was like, that blows my mind, because most people don't think about it.
1: No, most people don't, and um, that's true, that's in the research, 50%. And when I read it, see, I didn't see moldy, but when I read it, I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 50%. And you have to think, we live in L.A., and as you get closer and closer to the beach, more of these homes are damaged with water, yep. right? And, and I live
0: right on the beach.
1: You do, you do, you do. And at the time, when I got really sick, it was in Venice, so right by the beach. Yeah. Um, but you have to really think about it, the fact that there's water damage in 50% of the homes. Now, if you have a family of four, statistically speaking, one of those members in the family are gonna be affected, Mm -hmm. right? There's an HLA gene change, that's the gene, right? Uh, The polymorphism, the change in HLA gene. What happens, and what that confers is basically when you're exposed to these mycotoxin, let's say you and I, which almost guaranteed we both have that change, that we can't metabolize or break down in our liver those mycotoxin as efficiently as say, your brother, your dad, your mom, whoever else is in the home. So then you have a home, a family of four, all of a sudden the younger the boy is really really sick and the whole family's like i don't understand what's going on the allergist says oh you know your your child is getting chronic sinusitis because he's allergic to oak or something like Mm -hmm. that without really understanding it might be something in the home now for me it was i guess i guess when i moved to marina del rey it it started happening a little bit more and then i moved to venice and i absolutely moved into a place that was moldy Mm -hmm. um at the time, my friend was with me, and she suffered with mold years ago, really, really bad in Michigan. And she was telling me, "Hey, you know this this place is not right. There's something not right about it." And uh, she started feeling off again, like recurring those symptoms. So um, what I found is when I had I was unpacking all my books, and I opened one of my books, and I smelled, it. and it was the craziest thing. If you look at my eyes before. And after, I started getting dark circles within like 10 minutes. Wow. And for the first time really ever, the, I felt that cognitive change where I got high. Mm-hmm. I literally got high off of a moldy book. But it just started getting worse and worse after that. The place, there was, there was mold in my room. There was mold in the bathroom. And within the span of two months, I was having issues remembering where I was. So I can have this conversation with you. But if, if you paid me a million dollars, I could not tell you what town this is or, or what part of L.A. No, nothing. And then we started getting to dissociate. I started getting to dissociative issues where it just didn't feel real, like I was in a video game, yeah. right? Or it was a dream um, and r- no short-term memory, and that was really affecting my lifestyle. So I got out of there, and I got out of there fast. Mm-hmm. For me, that was the biggest change. I tried everything. I got the best air filter on the market. It, it was a drop in the bucket because it was everywhere.
0: Yeah, I had. I mean, I've had direct experience. I've even had my place remediated for mold. For those listening, I mean, it's scary because a lot of people don't know what the symptoms are, and I feel like most MDS have no context. Like you come in. For me, it started as chronic fatigue. Like I was just more tired more frequently. I'd wake up with bags under my eyes. I'd never had allergies previously, and like you said, I felt like I was high. Mm -hmm. It was like I, I hadn't drank the night before or anything like that, but I'd wake up with these big puffy bags, and I was like, "Man, what's going on?" And then same thing, I had recall issues. And because uh, of what went down with my dad in terms of his dementia, I'm so sensitive to cognitive issues and wanting to be, you know, they say first symptoms onset 30 years, uh, or, you know, it it happens 30 years before the first onset of symptoms. And so had talking to Dale Bredesen and other folks, and I was like, wow, okay. So I've been super mindful of, like, being aware of it. And as I started to talk about my... Experience more and more people I talk to have been like, "Oh yeah, I, I got out of on my place because of mold," or yeah. you know these various things that happen as a result of mold. So, how can people find out? What's the most effective way if people are facing some of those symptoms to ascertain whether or not they have a moldy environment?
1: Unfortunately, uh, conventional medical doctors are not trained to recognize mold. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of issues I have with that because. They're not really trained to recognize any environmental toxicity. And we're part of our environment, right? right. It's one of the tenets, it's one of the pillars, right? To make sure that your environment is clean, it's safe, it's serene, all that, all those things, right? Um, so those folks who may have the... And it's, and it's a whole slew of symptoms, and it's multisystemic, right? So it's not just cognitive, or it's not just bags under your eyes, but it's also, like you said, the fatigue. Yeah. One really big telltale symptom that I found was... And I suffered with it. Is I had this unquenchable thirst every single night. Mm. Every night, I said, I don't understand why I need to drink more. I was drinking all day. What am I working out more? What's going on? And then urination, constant urination. I was like, Do I have diabetes? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, before really, I made the connection. Um, but, the, but and also um, this, what they call these neuropathies, that you have this tingling in the in your legs, and usually that's because these mycotoxins not only have an affinity for the brain but also the nervous system in general throughout, right? The peripheral nervous system. So we start having these tingling in our legs or these uh, what I call static shocks at night. Mm. Um, but really what folks should do if they're concerned about it is look for either a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor. Yeah. These folks have a bigger understanding of environmental toxicity and environmental medicine. Um, and they can lead you towards the tests that we did. Right, that would be more indicative, and we did find some mold. for that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so those are, those are the things you want to do. I don't think I don't think the best idea would be just go to a conventional medical doctor and say, "Hey, I think I have mold." They're going to be like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> what, 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 you know, what are we going to do with it?" Right. You know, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I did. I started off with uh, a couple of tests because there's there's some very inexpensive tests which I was tempted to do that you can find just on Amazon, but I did do go ahead and do an Ermi test. Um, and then I want want up doing an air test, and that, what I understand is the air test is the industry standard, but oftentimes it won't pick up certain forms of mold because they're denser, especially nice. like black black mold. So I wound up doing the Ermi, which was a dust based test, mm-hmm. which I which I did myself. In both, uh, there was mold indicated, uh, and that's when I did the remediation. But it wasn't until just now, frankly, because of how expensive it was, I was like, wow, like okay, what? And also which I'm going to do at the end of this show for all those listening, confronting the results scared me because those who I talked to who were really hardcore about mold were like, look, first thing you got to do is get out of the exposed area aka move and secondly i would recommend not taking anything with you and and so it's talk about an exercise in detachment and uh minimalism i think if you embrace that it could be a beautiful journey but for me i'm uh i'm rather attached to my art and my things so yeah i mean this is a
1: beautiful place you you have beautiful art really. yeah yeah. uh i understand i understand wholeheartedly and um I did. I let go of everything, man. You did, right? All my medical books. And that was like thousands and thousands of dollars of medical books. Um, because the books will actually hold the mycotoxins. Yeah. I mean, you have to think of things that are porous. Yeah. Right? Like you have different particle boards, yeah. cork boards, clothes, yeah. books. These are things that are porous that really attract those those mold pores or spores. Um, so then that's what happens. It's not necessarily just the mold. It's the spores that they release. Yes. Those spores create mycotoxins in the body. And that's a big issue. Um, so I, I did, man. I, I moved. And then I, I, I put everything that I wanted to keep in bags. And I threw away so much. I threw away my books. I threw away... And again, that's an exercise of detachment. You're like, well, this is a shirt that really means something to me. You know, my the, the girl that I loved gave me this shirt as yeah. a gift. But you know what? I was like, I don't love you anymore. And I threw it away. Like, you just... There's parts of you that you really have to release. Wow! Um, and it was an exercise in attachment and minimalism. It was an opportunity to recreate who I am based on uh, or what this avatar is, right? Yes. Based on based on all these things that I, that I want to be that I want to put out to the world. But man, f- for you, that we really just have to figure out how, what's level of exposure. What does your body say? Yeah. And what are your options, right? Yeah. yeah. There are. There are certain places that can wash clothes, really professional places, like, that have high-end dryers. I, and, and anyone who's looking into that can reach out to me. there And I can make recommendations. The, the lady was in Orange County. And I put all my stuff through the high-end dryers. Yeah. Um, they just didn't smell right still to me. So yeah. I threw it all away. Man. <laughs> I threw it all away. But, it, unfortunately, it puts you in a state... And who knows? Maybe it's the inflammation, the inflammatory cytokines that it's creating in the brain. Mm-hmm. But it does put you in a state that you're, you become obsessive. Everything's moldy. And, and it's horrible. It's a horrible state because you don't want to go into this Airbnb because it smells moldy. Yeah. Right? You, you thought you threw away everything, but you put on the shirt. You go, oh, my God, it smells moldy. Now it's going to contaminate my new bed that I bought and my new pills and my new sheets. At, at the point where I decided to let go of a lot of that... Yeah. I knew the biggest part was me removing myself from the source. Yes. Yeah. And the professional that came in, I used these guy, guys called the mole guys, they came in and they found it. And I told them, in my room is the worst of the worst. Yeah. I, I am bad in my room. I wake up, horrible. I go to sleep, horrible. But he checked in my room and what they found was a little crawl space that led to behind the bathroom. Uh-huh. And it was in my closet. And he took all these samples with the with the swabs and he found black mold. It was everywhere. Black mold was everywhere, and which is one of the most pathogenic, aggressive types of mycotoxins in the body. I mean, they they get every system, and uh, that was tough. That was really tough. But when I told the landlord, he was like, uh, "Okay, just <laughs> throw your money <mother> back <laughs> out. Just don't sue us."
0: Yes, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a huge huge issue. So for those who feel symptomatic, assuming that let's assume that they have some mold in their system, what is the protocol? Uh, removing oneself from that environment, being principal among it, but what is the protocol that you recommend after you've ascertained that, say, mold uh, toxicity or my, uh, the mycotoxins are in your system? What do you What do you do once you found that out?
1: Yeah, so you have to think about what mold does. These mycotoxins, they have an affinity for the brain. Mm-hmm. They have an affinity for the nervous tissue. They, they down-regulate a lot of these, uh, a lot of the... Precursors to just overall immune function. I mean, there's some there's some uh, species of mold that will downregulate your B cells, right? So you're not you're not even creating true immunity anymore in your T cells. So um, and then you have to think about where else the kidneys, the liver. These are all things in animal models that we see that it has affinity for and how it affects them. So for us, we go all right. What do we do? Well, for me, I think one of the biggest things is getting into an infrared sauna. And I was so happy when you told me you had one. Yes. And I was even I more happy to see it with my own eyes Yes. You know? I mean it's it's perfect. But be aggressive about it, you know, because we can see that not only does it not only does it upregulate your system mm-hmm. to start detoxifying, but also gets that out, out yeah. of your body. But you want to be smart about it. You want to have chelators in the body. Right? So for me I was taking it before and after to make sure it was binding all of those mycotoxins. I was supporting my liver. I personally was using glutathione, but even all the precursors to glutathione.
0: What are the precursors to glutathione? And
1: acetylcysteine. Yeah. Right? I, I used to use an amino acid um, complex Yep. That, that basically provided me with the rest of the precursors like glutamine. Okay? Um, and then and then you want to, again, take care of your liver. Take I had different brain overall, just brain support, right? Those, the, uh, there's different herbs mm-hmm. like, uh, let's say, ginkgo biloba, mm-hmm. phosphatidylserine. These things are gonna be helping reduce oxidation in the brain, which is being caused by these mycotoxins. Mm. And then dietarily, right? Yeah, we wanna absolutely get the things out of our system, even if you don't have celiac disease, you guys are thinking about getting gluten, wheat, barley, rye, and all of those foods that are really high in mold, right? Great like like a lot of the grains, corn, um, oats. In particular, are really high. Really? Yeah. I myself am a vegan, but those who are listening, pork. If you're eating bacon, these are things that that can be contaminated with mycotoxins. Um, peanut butter, that's another yeah, one. Yeah, and there's so, a lot of
0: aflatoxins. Aflatoxin, like
1: exactly. So you got to start thinking. Me being a holistic doctor, you have to think about everything. Yeah. Right. Environment, stress levels. Right. The more stress you are, obviously, your immune system is going to be poor. So you have to think about everything as a whole. For me, I started taking more time to do things. That I liked, right? Yep. Meditating, yoga, breath work, the things we love, and I will say, and I will say, um, as as far as taking supplements, also, we want to make sure I said brain support, mm-hmm. uh, make sure we're detoxifying, make sure we're eating well, mm-hmm. right? We again, whole coverage of everything, lots and ton, tons and tons of water, sleeping, mm-hmm. right? And the, the crazy thing is, mold. There that we've actually seen that. Mycotoxicity. When you when you're affected with mold and overwhelmed, your your internal clock will shift. Mm-hmm. I was staying up till three in the morning. And I didn't understand why.
0: Yeah, I had that experience. Or oh, else yeah. need to sleep in. I went to Italy for the summer and I was doing a retreat. And I was granted there's jet lag, things of that nature. But I felt like I needed less sleep, and I woke up super alert. And that was the thing that actually, because I travel so much, that I, that was one of my first cues was like. I'm not waking up with bags under my eyes and I'm waking up sharper, mm-hmm. greater recall, more energy and, and earlier in the morning. Yeah. Whereas, whereas when I'm home, it's more like, man, I just, I feel like I need like the alarm will go off. And I'm like, Oh, just like another hour more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like, just feeling that the resistance to actually go from sleep to wakefulness and the time it takes, it's like. I, I love coffee, but, like, I definitely, like, crank coffee in the morning, you yeah. know, because it's, like, it's, like, I feel like there's a subtle, which I don't feel, part of the reason I bought this camera van, I'm so excited about it, because when I'm out in nature, and I'm breathing that fresh air, I just feel a more, I feel like I'm more in tune with circadian rhythms, and I feel like my wakefulness just is faster when I'm up in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and, granted, anecdotal, but... Enough times it happened that that I was like, okay, there definitely is a correlation between being in an environment that feels like healthy and not uh, moldy, and 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 one that's that where there is mold.
1: You absolutely need to pay attention if you think you're infected with mold, mm-hmm. right? You have mycotoxicity. You got to pay attention if you're if you're not home, how you feel. Yeah right unfortunately a lot, a lot of these hotels are moldy in itself yeah you know we, we had uh the mold guy come to my show and he said be careful with hotels you know they're not what's the strategy guy, how do you deal with
0: that in hotels i mean i huh. guess you can ask for a different room but like what's the is there you know i have friends like luke story and others uh dave i know that they have i did buy this um this probiotic for your room that you mm-hmm. can spray that i take I with me that it's like we'll call i can link below in the show notes yeah. um Um, And uh, they bring, like, that soma Vedic or, like, a portable air filter. Ben Greenfield, who I've talked to about this, has, like, a whole protocol. But, like, what do you do? Because if it's embedded in the sheets in the room, I mean, you're kind of stuffed. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're kind of stuffed. And, unfortunately, the first thing I do when I get in a hotel room, hopefully they don't try to lock me in there, but I open the windows fast. Yeah. Right? And I get a smell. Like, if I'm like, oh, this smells weird. It smells like chemicals. Because you have to think, it's not just... A moldy smell. A off lot gassing. of times, yeah. There's off gassing that's adding to the pathogenicity of these mycotoxins in the body. Yep. So if you're using Tide, you know, bleach on your new white comforter, right? And then you're you're using all of these, uh, you know, over-the-counter sprays on the wood. That that's an issue overall. Remember, I, I talked about that glass. Yeah. All these things add to the old glass overfilling. Um, so what do you do? You know, you, you check the room, you smell, right? See if it has that musty, old. You know, grandma's house smell or the library smell. I mean, librarians got to be some of the moldiest people out there. Yeah. You know, so be 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 aware of that. And if and if so, maybe go for another room. Maybe it's that room. You know, usually comes from the vents too, uh, in these rooms. The air yeah. conditioner—they don't clean them. They don't change them. Right. So you have to be very much so vigilant about what's the airflow also they they came out with like these travel air filters yeah um, so maybe if you if you if it's important to you bring one of those air filters for travel
0: yeah I bring one I have one in my in my car and also in my bathroom this yeah. is a really small one that I use and i will bring with me
1: yeah and, and one thing I'm not mentioning and Deidre Kling, Klinghart did a study with this and the the fact that EMFs mm. can actually raise the amount of mycotoxicity wow. right the mold will it'll release more mycotoxins so
0: it, it, and now I, 5G. I just saw the announcement oh, today. Literally, is, is being rolled out all over LA, and I'm sure that's all over the world.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah, to me, it is because if you're not aware of where we're going with 5G, then any any listener just just type in 5G uh, negative negative uh, notes, negative comments, something, any consequence, yeah. anything, uh, because we're we're kind of teetering on like dangerous area now. Yeah. To be honest, and 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 it's it is concerning. So. What can we do? Unplug our stuff. Yes. All of your routers, EMFs, just Do you have switchers it.
0: to unplug it at night or take no, it I out just, of the plug?
1: Yeah, I just literally do it. Yeah. I, I, I take everything out. Um, and... Just because, I mean, that was crazy to hear. Yeah. Um, so we have to pay close attention to what we can do. I yeah,
0: think. people put their phone, I mean, I I, I I hate when I'm walking down the street, I sometimes I'll see like a, a young lady with like her phone right o- over her ovaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like...
1: Or in the gym. In the gym, in, the, yeah. in their
0: bra, you know, and it's like, I don't, I, I, you know, I hope that they're in airplane mode, but even then, like... I've taken my phone out of my uh, out of my bedroom and I have it on airplane mode pretty yeah. much all the time when yeah. I'm not using it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that like the the radiation that we're exposed to and, and the frequencies—it's like it's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, because we didn't evolve like this, man. Right, <laughs> we, we, we evolved walking barefoot, yeah. right, with with circadian rhythms, not with. This is very alien to our bodies, and we are suffering a lot of these consequences. I'd be interested to see really, really big formal studies, right gold standard studies about how EMFs are affecting us. There's a lot of people out there doing really good work with it, yep. but I really wanna see a, a really strong study to see how it's affecting brain health, liver Man. health, right? detoxification, immune system. Yep. We already know it affects the way, there's, uh, the way glucose is metabolized in the brain of children. We can see the differences wow. in the brain, right? So that's kinda of scary.
0: It is. I mean, I think I. I'm, this needs to be, uh, I'd have to do fact-checking on this, but I think it was Belgium. So there was one country in the EU that actually said no 5G because we are running a mass experiment, right? No one has done the research even, you know, and because of our obsession with technology and there, you know, to be fair, you know, like an autonomous vehicle will likely be a cool thing. I'll probably get more work done in the back seat, so to speak, or the front seat, as it yeah, may be. Yeah. Um, however, that's what's powering this technological drive, zero latency, more productive workers, right? We, we have this obsession with advancement of technology, but we don't necessarily know the deleterious consequences. No research has been done. Like, yeah. I mean, anecdotally, like uh, Luke, a uh, mutual friend of ours, um, he'll show me pictures where they've literally put five G towers and and like the vegetation around it is not as vital. Oftentimes it's it's dying. Yeah. Um. So that definitely makes me concerned. Obviously, there needs to be true research done, but yeah, it makes me nervous. i just so what I did is I got a zero, I got a Faraday cage basically. Did you? Um. And I was doing a zero EMF sauna until I I, I felt like because of the toxicity, I needed something that got even hotter. Yeah. So I upped the ante on my sauna. But I've looked at, like, zero EMF paints. I've looked at uh, the Faraday cages around electrical circuits. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to start doing the, the Wi-Fi routers yeah. uh, in terms of unplugging them. What, what are some of the other things that people should be mindful of as it relates to environment? You mentioned one other thing that I'd love for you to touch on, which is cleaning supplies and cleaning agents. So, much, so many of us... Um, buy things and they off gas without us knowing it right like when even when i got my my place remediated my apartment they put in new carpeting and i was like can't we put in like you know hardwood floors unfortunately i lost that battle luckily i got the remediation but it's like i knew when when it was carpeted it's like i didn't even go in for the first few days kept the windows open it's like you know these things are off gassing also so what do people what can people do as it relates to sort of cleaning supplies or overall keeping their environment clean without you know, inadvertently compromising themselves with toxic products.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is something that I'm really passionate about because now, this—I mean—it it leads into cancer. Yeah, right. Because that's a big—we want to avoid cancer. Cancer is nasty, nasty, Yeah. So, when you think about it, there are known carcinogens that off-gas. Mm. Right. Formaldehyde, benzene, toluenes—these are things that that go from a span of known carcinogen, probable carcinogen. About to be a carcinogen. Yes, you know, and 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 these are things that we live with. They're in our home, and we breathe them in, and then we have susceptible. What are the sources most of the time? Lin, uh, um, couches, brand yep. new couches, rugs. Mm-hmm. As as you mentioned, rugs. Yep. Um, even even like a shower a curtain. Oh right? yeah. Uh, the smell ABC. when you open them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, and I always I had a patient tell me once they had the. Um, they had the tempur bed. Yeah. And in that tempur bed, I mean, have you ever smelled it when you when you open it up?
0: Oh, no, I have. That's
1: off gassing. Yeah. That's off gassing. If you open up one of, or like a mattress pad that you bought at let's say Kohl's or Target, if you open it and you smell like chemicals, that's off gassing. Right. And that's that's big off gassing. The tempur is some of the worst bedding re- beds that we could have. They off gas nonstop, high amount. So the story was they they left it in the room, went on vacation. Right? They unpacked, they left it in the room. It was a hot room and it exploded. That's how much it off gases. Is. Isn't that crazy to hear? Yeah. So I, I heard about it
0: with kids' jungle gyms, which made me even more nervous. Like yeah, the oh like compressed God. wood that would yeah. be in a conventional jungle mm-hmm. gym mm-hmm. and like kids being exposed to those toxic chemicals. Yeah. Like,
1: whoa. Yeah. Environment I'm telling you, like it was like gut health was the thing a few years ago and it kinda still is, you know, and we're, a lot of mm-hmm. us are talking about brain and detox now. Environmental medicine is going to be the next thing that people are going to be talking about. I know it. And I'm trying to get ahead of the curve and telling people we don't have to wait. Like, let's understand what our living quarters are like. And for bed, I mean, we're sleeping on that eight hours a day. Yes. Knock on wood. I hope everyone's sleeping, you know, getting good sleep. But we're there all the time. So we have to think about a high quality mattress. We have to think about high quality pillows, sheets. What what do
0: you recommend? Like, give give us a breakdown. So
1: there's, you can go. When it comes to uh, well, you have to look for certifications. Yep. I do a lot of posts on this, right? Okay. So there's. By the, the
0: way, your Instagram feed—you guys got to check out. We'll we'll link to everything, but it's it's great information, especially as relates yeah. to products, because people want to—they actually want like a roadmap, like what can I buy, what can't I buy? Exactly. You know? yeah, so and, you're and, and, great at that.
1: And so I'm do, actually doing a whole bed show this week. Okay. Cool. On Friday, you got to check gonna, it I'm out. And we'll talk about the best bed beds that we can get. So uh, I I did a I did a partnership with uh, Brentwood Home. Okay. Right? So they gave me a really nice bed. Yeah. What you want to do is make sure you're looking for beds that are not made with uh, conventional cotton. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's different labels. There's OEKO, OECO Tex, there's Oregon Till, Oregon Tith, Um, there's uh, the USDA Organic, there's Certipure. These are all labels that you want to get familiar with. Mm. And I I did a a whole post on this talking about all the labels to look for. Um, But you want to make sure you're getting organic cotton, and it's not off-gassing. So what I did is I called a bunch of companies. Satva is another one, uh-huh. really good one. Samina?
0: Is, is Samina good? Yeah, I
1: think, I think I called Samina up too. Yeah, That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest of them. Regardless, what I did is initially I just did a search, top, top clean mattresses, mm-hmm. and I took down 15, 20 numbers, and I called every company, and I asked about off-gassing. I asked about organic cotton. I asked about where they source. A lot of them use a mix of either cotton or latex or cotton and latex. Um, And you want to make sure the latex, too, where it's being sourced from. Right? Mm -hmm. Clean latex. Um, Because you need the best bed. Yeah. You need a comfortable one so you're getting good sleep. But you need one that's not off-gassing over and over and over.
0: You're you're breathing that in. Yeah,
1: you're breathing it in. That's all night, man. Hours a day, yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, and for kids, you know, you want to get a good quality crib, a good quality bed for your kids. Mm -hmm. That is one of the biggest investments we can make. Now, the other stuff in your home, let it Mm off-gas. You know, let's say you buy a brand new couch and you bought it from, you know, a store that is not known to make clean stuff. Keep it outside for as long as you can. Let mm-hmm. it off gas. Take out the covers, the plastic, and let it off gas. But um, don't then, let it
0: get don't let it rain and get wet. Don't now. let it, <laughs> it, it get it. It. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so pay attention. Yeah. And the crazy, you know, it's funny. The crazy thing is, I, when I first moved here, to, like towards the beach, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I, I, you know, when I, I lived, I lived more inland a, a while ago, and I would let things be outside, and mm-hmm. it was fine. But when you come in towards the beach. There's all of a sudden dew that comes at like five or six when the sun goes down. Yeah. So I left something out. I left like things that are a bunch of little pieces of furniture and they all got wet. And I was like, oh, no. You know, like. Like, Totally. But you got to pay close attention to how you're cleaning. Right. If you're using, you know, Mr. Clean, Lysol, these are all things with synthetic chemicals, hormone disruptors, immune disruptors, all the things that we don't want to do, especially it's like chicken or egg, right? Did those things predispose us to mold? Right? Like, yeah. like that allostatic breaking down that load, that cup filling up. Right. Or, you know, did did the mold make us weaker and now and, our soaps and many soaps and shampoos oh, as for well. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure, man. So like environmental working group. Mm-hmm. If whoever's listening and doesn't know that, they need to go on the EWG. Mm-hmm. And that environmental working group, you can cross-reference all this stuff. Let's say you're wondering if this this uh, Miss Meyer's soap is clean or Miss Meyer's uh, topical spray is clean. Look, look at the grade that you're going to get on that, right? Mm-hmm. And then look for other options. See what their top ones are. You can find top top soaps, top lotions. This is how we empower ourselves, right? Yeah. Because, because I promise you, how many people talk to you about this? You didn't learn it in school. No. It's not in the, you know, I, I guarantee your physician didn't talk to you about cleaning stuff. So Definitely fast, not. Right? So we need to be empowered to make these interventions, right? What's our home look like and how we can be, get more and more healthy?
0: Yeah. I almost think about it. uh, I talked to a company that actually is on the forefront of of innovating the home in a way where your home will start to respond to you. This is an area of actually where technology I find compelling. I mean, I think ultimately the healthiest would be a a cabin in the woods with fresh air. But but um, they're thinking about Basically, as you walk into your home, like adapting to your circadian rhythm, so as we wear biometric devices, knowing mm-hmm. when to start turning the lights down so you get more red light and not you don 't have the blue light exposure, mm-hmm. so you go to sleep at a reasonable hour, knowing what time you eat and what 's optimal in terms of your consumption. The coolest thing I thought was actually being able to test the air inside and outside and opening windows automatically based on which air was cleaner right. when and having systems built in to, to test air quality. And it, it's, it's be, I think you're spot on in saying uh, it's going to become the next big thing because, you know, we're, we're dumping so many toxins and, and the EPA is being rolled back to such a degree that it's even getting worse and worse. And, you know... I'll go ahead and use my own worldview. Water is sacred. You know, it is, you know, it will, unfortunately, could be the source of the next world war because we're polluting, you know, these, these water sources that all of us need. You know, we can go Mm -hmm. without food, but we can't go without water very long. Um, so, you know, water, but just also the air we breathe. Like, those are the essential elements we're taking in every day. Mm-hmm. And most people, as we move more and more to these megacities and urban environments, having lived, I grew up in Chicago, lived in New York City for mm-hmm. a long time. Now I live in Los Angeles, but close to the ocean. Um, so many of the people listening will be in large cities. Um, it's such a thing to be mindful of because the, the kind of, for lack of a better term, the deck is sort of stacked against you. Yeah. Um, so given that the deck is stacked against some folks out there listening, um, do you have like an old, like several principles that you recommend, if you will, as almost like a survival guide for urban living in terms of like how you approach your environment and keeping yourself um, protected or to use your analogy to sort of make that cup a bigger cup?
1: Mm make that cup a bigger cup yeah in my work and because i work so much with breast cancer what i find is you have to tackle a few things and stress is major yes and if you feel stressed, tell me how your immune system feels tell me how your brain feels Compromised. right tell me just how you feel overall right you're not you don't want to go to the gym you don't want to go for a jog you know it's it's that stress that is really making that cup smaller yeah so if you don't have a stress relieving practice. It's I don't know what you're doing. You need it's imperative. Yoga, meditation,
0: jogging, working out. Yeah,
1: exactly. You have to have something that is helping reduce that cortisol, Mm -hmm. right? Because once that cortisol is high, your immune system is going to start falling down, especially if it's chronic and chronic. Now, if your immune system's falling down, what's going to happen when? What's going to What's going to metabolize and help break down those mycotoxins, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to think about stress first and foremost. Now, urban living. I drove down downtown. I mean, I, I grew up in Queens, New York. Yeah. You know, and I moved to New Jersey after that, but I'm very familiar with urban living. Yeah. And I drove past downtown LA. I've been here for so long in the, in the West side. I haven't moved. I'd go to the beach every day. I was like, oh my God, I go, where's the grass? Yeah. Where do people ground? Exactly. Because grounding has become such a major thing for me. Yeah. And I don't think people talk about the importance of grounding as much as they should, right? Because we see instantaneous reduction in cortisol instantaneous shift from parasympathetic to parasympathetic Mm. in your nervous system, right? We actually see cortisol rhythms changing too. So folks who actually were grounding had their cortisol rhythm change, so they were balancing the way they're supposed to, really low at night, really high in the morning. So I always tell people, one thing you have to do without a doubt is get your feet on the ground. And it's got to be a natural surface, right? It can't be the astroturf in my front yard. That's why I go to the beach every day.
0: So for those who are listening who may not know what grounding is, it's like literally getting your bare feet on the grass or on the beach.
1: Cheapest thing you can do. Yeah. And one of the most powerful things you can do. Yeah. Right? Don't you, who, who has left the beach going, girl, I feel so tired and weak and so angry. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Not many. Not many people. And, and for me, that's, that's the power of what these ions, these negative ions, earth has a whole blanket of negative ions that are just there. When we put our feet on the ground, we're electrical units, right? We are electrical beings, right? So when we, we we let that conduction happen in our body, the body knows exactly what to do. It goes, thank you for these negative ions. i are going to go here, going to go here, going to go here. The study also showed that folks who were sleeping in mats that had a grounding unit on it had better sleep, but also they had reductions in symptoms that they didn't even measure for, right? Mm. The, I think this one person had a rheumatoid arthritis. Pain went down, right? So... Grounding is one of the tenets for me. You've got to get out, period. If you, yep. live, in, if you live in a 36-story in a high-rise, that kind of sucks because there's a lot of EMFs, right? You might be unplugging, but your neighbor's not, and your other neighbor's not, and the whole unit isn't. Um, but you got to find a way to get outside, Yeah. period. It's, it's major. We know nutrition is important, Yeah. right? We know nutrition is important for me. I don't care if you have celiac disease or you're intolerant to, most people, for me, at least 20% have gluten intolerance, but I really do think that gluten affects everyone.
0: Plus, our gluten is so embedded, imbued with glyphosate, it's yeah. like in everything. It's, it's a even, Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, glyphosate is a uh, pesticide, toxic, uh, all otherwise known as Roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in all of our commercial, I mean, almost all of our commercial, even wines. They tested wines in California, 99% had I don't even glyphosate. Buy California wines. Yeah.
1: I try to buy wines from countries that where it's banned.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and, and it's got to say something where other countries and their scientists are going, get that out of here. Yeah. And it's got to say something when our country's going, no, it's fine. Look deep look deep into the lawsuits and the files that came out against Monsanto, yep. and you'll see the truth of what is behind glyphosate, yep. right? What, what's exposed in court, right? Because those, those files are public information because they messed up a deadline, and they, they, they basically had to give those files. That's incredible stuff because you'll see how corrupt it is. Yeah. Right? They they it literally says to you know, to summarize, they don't know that glyphosate's safe. They don't know that glyphosate doesn't cause cancer. You know, I don't talk much about it because, you know, it's not really you know. Yeah. For me, I don't know. It's just I get I get a little weirded out talking a lot about but that's important for us to know, right?
0: It's, it's, it's super important. And most people, I mean, there was just a, a gentleman who was spraying because uh, it was his job, a janitor up in San Francisco Bay Area, and he was yeah. terminally ill. And he yeah, actually won the first lawsuit against Monsanto because he, he got terminally ill because of the spraying of the chemical. And unfortunately, it's pretty prolific in terms of its use, which we, that's this is a topic for another episode, but not just in how it affects gluten and then commensurately our gut mm-hmm. because we're, in, in, you know, eating this gluten with these pesticides, which is killing this diverse ecosystem in our gut. Uh, and I've done a couple episodes on that. And if you feel like talking about gut health, happy to go there. And also the, the gut of the, of the earth, which is the soil, oh, yeah. which is the number one, what some argue, the number one thing we can do for climate change is actually oh, maintain sure. diverse, healthy soil, which unfortunately we are we are killing the microbes and the microorganisms, mm-hmm. which are so essential to our health through the widespread use of these pesticides.
1: Yeah, glyphosate, it's a, it came out to the public because it was shown not to affect human cells, but it affects our gut, it yeah. affects our bacteria. The shikimate pathway is how it happens, and the same thing happens in nature. Did you get Zach Bush on here?
0: I'm. He, I, we're actually working on scheduling, but yeah. his talk I saw, by the way, uh, so I went to Paleo FX, and I didn't, I don't want to go to these conferences because I have... Gratefully, relationships with many of the leading experts like yourself. I very I oftentimes don't go to the talks. More I use it for networking and connecting community. Sure. But I popped in yeah. randomly to Zach Bush's talk, that man talking about the soil and life. It. And even just like the, I didn't recognize that g- genetically we're not that complex as humans. Mm-hmm. But actually, what makes us, our what enhances our complexity is this. Symbiotic relationship we have with the microorganisms, the bacteria yeah. in our gut, etc., yeah. and how prolific uh, the assault is, unfortunately, on, through the use of you know overprescription of antibiotics, etc., um, as well as glyphosate and other pesticides on the soil. In terms of the assault on both the planet and on our on our it's own a, health, it's
1: a persistent assault. Yeah, and we are more our gut bacteria than ourselves. Yeah, you just take that in, right? We're just we're literally one. Symbiotic, synergistic, moving bacteria. Yeah, right. That looks like a human. Yes, you know what I mean. So, are we even us?
0: Well, that was why I saw I had this guy. I don't. Have you uh, talked to Kieran Kishman? No. So this was fascinating because he actually talked about the biology. For those who ha- are listening, it's a mind key, um, and it's one of my actually most popular episodes. Shockingly enough, he just goes into back. Actually, you know, I talk about relationally. You know, there's this old adage that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, and the Harvard research demonstrates that the greatest, uh, you know, effect on your long-term health and happiness is the caliber of your long-term relationships. What was fascinating, and I'd never heard this before, is Kieran actually goes into the biological imperative to the, the degree to which we become those who we surround ourselves wow. with. So literally through the breathing, through our ourselves, right? Like we're actually breathing air that was once, uh, you know, breathed by Joan of Arc and all the other <laughs> yeah. humans that have lived. But also like, you know, without getting graphic, like, you know you know things from the bathroom and like yeah. who you're living with and spending yeah. time with like those bacteria become part of a hundred percent of 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 who you spend the most time with yeah I,
1: <laughs> yeah aside from aside from us being like a dance of energy and like you know this matrix of consciousness yeah we're also a dance of bacteria totally you know and and who knows maybe we're just aside from pheromones maybe we're just drawn to our sexual partners Based on just our bacteria loving each other,
0: yeah, you know or, I mean? or yeah, which bacteria is going to most uh, complement mine? Like yeah. which what exactly? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. which one's going to, or which one does my partner need have, and which one do, do I, I need? Eat. Yes, and, and this exchange of sex, we exchange as bacteria. Like, is there just a constant programming of like want and need and movement that happens? We don't know yet but it they would blow me away if, yeah. I, if I maybe I'll jump in research and I'll get a new <laughs> Yeah, like,
0: I'd listen to that podcast, I'll tell you I that. No,
1: that's would it, it'd be, it'd be so good. But yeah, again, back to that like stay, get organic food. Yeah. Like at this point, you know, if, and if you can't afford it, clean 15 dirty dozen. Look it up Environmental Working Group. It'll give you exactly which ones you should buy organic. But for me, I try to get everything organic. I try yeah. to stay away from gluten as much as possible and um and and just making sure I'm getting Plant-centric food. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a vegan, but even people who go, I'm a hardcore paleo. Make sure you're eating mostly plants, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a hardcore keto. Well, find a way to get in plants. Yes. You know what I mean? So that that's that's really important. And you said water sacred, and you have to have to have to get clean water. Yeah. Right at this point, if you're drinking from the tap, that's an issue. Yes. Right. You Fluoride. Know, exactly. You're about pharmaceuticals, yeah. to name other like yeah. <laughs> No, keep <laughs> you know going. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You have toxins. You yeah. have. You know, antidepressants, as you said, birth control. These are things that should not be in water but are allowed in small amounts or even other places like Flint, Michigan is a little bit different story, you know. But for us, invest in a water filter. I have a Yes, I saw you had a burpee. I do, too.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, they're great. They even use them in like the UN uses them in, in the field in the Congo and places like oh, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean. it's act the Berkey's actually quite incredible. For those who are listening, you know, there's there's really amazing but quite expensive oftentimes under the sink units. Yeah. Uh if you're like me, you're still renting. Uh, the Berkey as I yeah. did research, four stage filtration. Like way better than like a Brita or something like that. Oh, way better. Uh, way, way better, and really inexpensive when you consider. I mean, like it's like less than a cent per. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, per liter or something like that over the lifetime. So.
1: Yeah, and, and I've had patients who are like, oh, "I have filtered water. I have a. I have a Brita." Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Let's, let's restart. And the importance of the Berkey is not it's not plastic. It's yeah. not it's not living in a plastic chamber. Totally. Which is major because now we're talking about xenoestrogens. Mm. But I, I'm talk, covering all these things because they all affect our body as a whole. 100%. Right? We're not, we have mycotoxins. Yeah, but guess what? Xenoestrogens are going to help reduce your immune function, which is going to essentially reduce the way you're breaking down mycotoxins. So it's like, it's all, your body's a system, your home is a system. And the one thing that I know, who are always involved in his community. Yes. You you're you're a community guy. Yeah. And every every other event, I see you to my left. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah. So so that, and and but that's been like one of the last pillars that I have been botting. Yes. Because I've been such a hermit through medical school. I've been a hermit in residency. I've been a hermit when I moved to LA. And I said, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm not interacting with community and maybe exchanging bacteria with people when I'm hanging out with them. Yeah. But that but that community is essential for your mental health and thus your mind and your body are connected, your body health.
0: Yes. Two things. I want to touch on community. The other thing I just want to shout out there is like many people listening, I grew up with a microwave. If you can avoid the microwave, avoid like the plague, Mm -hmm. and I would microwave plastics, which is even worse. Uh, So I try to avoid all plastics as much as possible and definitively the microwave. But on the second point, which was community, you know, I, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I actually studied with the traditional healer on the southern coast in Sri Lanka and There was no word for privacy traditionally. There was no word for possession. And so health was considered balance. But interestingly enough, we have such an individual-centered worldview in the West. But in that worldview, if if one person fell out of balance, it was seen as an issue for the entire community. So it was was all of their role to bring that person back into balance with the community mm-hmm. because as the micro just as you want to create balance within as it relates to bacteria as it relates to you know your hormones etc as without so this this whole notion which i think we don't talk about a lot in the west but we are seeing these epidemics of loneliness which have biological corollaries mm-hmm. and our gut you know is where we produce a share of serotonin and yeah. feel good chemicals etc but also just in terms of the, the, the power of spending time with people i think unfortunately it's it's degraded in our culture and also our reverence for our elders I mean watching my parents' age has been such a it's you know it's painful for many of us mm-hmm. but um but just you know my parents grew up in the midwest and they did all the things that you 're supposed to do standard American diet etc and unfortunately i haven't actually talked about this at all publicly, but my mom just got diagnosed with type two diabetes and my dad has dementia mm-hmm. and it's like you know, that's not I don't think that's, you know, no, 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 I don't think I know that that's a factor of how their lifestyle and the lifestyle that they work that was common in their generation and is still, unfortunately, very common. But I think people, you know, it's like the, the, the plus side is I fortunately can help my mother at this stage. I, I tried to help my dad the way I could. But it's also been a huge sort of canary in the coal mine, if you will, for me in terms of being like, wow, like I it was one of the reasons I left New York. Yeah. If I keep burning the candle at both ends, work-wise, socializing-wise, mm-hmm. and not doing the things to keep that cup getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the consequences are very real. And I, and I know many people listening, I'm not alone in that. You know, I have people, family members, unfortunately, with these you know these these diseases, which are they are diseases of the developed world, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: it's true. It's true. You know, I, I, it drives me crazy when people think these there's these primitive cultures and they say that. But these cultures understand. They're literally grounding all day, first of all. Yep. But they understand the power of community. Yes. And it's incredible to hear you say that, right? Because you have all people together and they understand that the, the poor health of one affects the whole community. Yes. And where did that go? Because that uh, isolation connected to pain... You know, progression of disease. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, what, what's happening with us? You know, and that loneliness is major. And how many, like, every gathering we go to, yeah. and that I see you at. Do you ever leave and go? Oh God, why did I come here? You know, like, <laughs> no, it's like the beach. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. It, it, there, there's something. Self- there's silly. something about powerful about like-minded people. Yeah. So find your community of like-minded people. If you love drawing cartoons, get with ten other people who love drawing cartoons and talk about, you know, the technique of, of drawing a shoe. Yeah. It, it's really amazing what that does. And I preach this now because that's my newest pillar of health. Yeah. Is that community aspect, is interacting, laughing, hugging, all that, all that crazy stuff, right? Yeah. That we don't pay attention to. Yeah. We have to, have to. we got to go. I
0: Have to pay attention to it. It's one of, it's, it's, it, it's. likely, I, I may have mentioned to you, I'm working on a book, but and it was around the power of relationships. But as I've delved deeper into the research, one of the things I've become really passionate about, I mean, I've been passionate about it for over two decades, but passion about sharing more of this is sort of these what I would call ancient technologies or ancient tools mm-hmm. for modern times, right? And like, you know, the quote unquote primitive, which was which was ultimately largely a measure that was, uh, you know, exor- exerted by colonial societies so that they could, um, I won't even get into the politics of it, but dramatically repress slash genetic, you know, like basically ethnically cleanse the indigenous populations who lived in harmony with the the earth for thousands of years yeah. and millennia which we are so far out of balance from now and so much of yeah. their their knowledge was so and wisdom was so advanced yet was so you know this you know we it was the storybooks don't demonstrate that mm-hmm. yeah. and so much of it was around this maintaining of that balance right yeah. this reverence for the nat up uh, for nature, for balance, yeah. for the ways in which societies are constructed such that they maintain a balance, that mm-hmm. someone is doesn't get lost. You know, which unfortunately we have many lost people now, yeah. and the and the, you know, the depression, the anxiety, and sometimes the acts of violence that are popping up from deeply lost, unseen, yeah. uh, um, people that are that are that are dramatically imbalanced. So anyway that's that i won 't go too deep into that for now, but I think that there's also as there are many beauties to advanced technology and and sort of western science as we see for example in you know uh, certain aspects of Western medicine, like when I got Lyme disease, I was very glad to have antibiotics yeah, in that particular sure. moment, yeah. um, and I love my sauna and I love you know my modulating oxygen I love all these things, yeah. but also like. You know, getting back into nature and grounding yeah. and community and yeah. things that are like, that have been celebrated since time immemorial. It's so uh, important for our health. And it sounds basic, but I feel like we're losing sight of it.
1: We are. And, th- and when I do my treatment plans, I say non-negotiables. Yeah. And some of those are the things that we're talking about. Yeah. Some of the other negotiables are, are things that I'm like, okay, well, you know. What are your non-negotiables? Sleep. Yep. Grounding. Yep. Community. Yep. More sleep. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like these are things that you, you, ha- you need, right? You have to understand a stress reduction is, these are non-negotiables. Yeah. Like I put them right there, front and center, so they can say, okay, uh, from here, I'll go. I, I, I'll get you a protocol together and do that protocol, but if you miss it for a week, I rather
0: you miss that than everything else. Yes. You see what I mean. So your core priorities being the non-negotiables that, that have to happen. That have to happen. Let, let's let's tap into that because we've kind of we've done this beautiful journey through a lot of the environmental challenges. One of the things I know you're you're um, have profound insight into and have done tremendous research into is optimal uh, performance and optimal living for those who are uh, you know listening that are really interested in sort of taking things to the next level. And those who are listening who are sort of moving out of maybe one of these environmental toxicities, etc. What are, as it relates to sleep, as it relates to, um, you know, practices to reduce cortisol, etc. What are your kind of non-negotiable elements for optimal wellness?
1: Yeah, so as it relates to sleep, when you wake up, mm. you've got to make sure that your eyes hit something that tells your body to boost up that cortisol. And that mm. something is the sun. Yes. Right? Now, some people, you said Chicago. It's probably dark in the morning. Oh, super I'm dark. From New Jersey. You know, yeah. Like, it's super dark in the morning. You know, but now through technology, remember we were talking about the beauty of now living in an advanced civilization. With technology. technology, you can use those red lights, right? Yep. That it'll help mimic and it'll tell your body, all right. Because sometimes when I travel, I'm in Portland, guess what? I have my travel juve or my travel bio light. Yep. And I'll put it right there in my, uh, and it'll help. Yeah, you. I
0: meditate 10 morning, ten minutes in the morning with my, my juve right here. Yeah. You see, there you go. Or go outside to the beach and meditate with the sun.
1: Yeah. So usually we're blessed to be living in LA. I'll get out within 5, 10 minutes of being up. You know, I'll go to the bathroom, put water on my face, brush my teeth. I'll be outside because you want to get it within the first 20 minutes, mm. that cortisol response. It's called a cortisol awakening response. Mm. And that's very important to tell your body it's time to get up, and that's that te- that's very important for the cascade of your hormones. Mm-hmm. So if that cortisol is boosting up, then it goes down throughout the rest of the day. And hormones are everything, man. Yeah. Everything. It's so important to have your hormones in balance. Guess what? As men, testosterone is so important, too.
0: Mm. Right? What's the key for testosterone?
1: Well. <laughs> it, I know the men listening are yeah, interested. Yeah. In, 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 in ancient times or you know, in, in civilizations, as you mentioned, being outside naked and getting that sun to hit your scrotum yep. guess what that's going to boost up your testosterone like no other wow. but you also have this light yeah so you know maybe you wake up naked and yeah. you don't get get in front of okay. it it's really important but testosterone is going to be really important to have fats in your diet yep. you don't you don't want to go too high fat now this is why i'm not a fan of keto uh-huh. especially what it does to your microbiome you don't want to have too too high fat in your diet got it but you want to make sure that um and sleep sleep is for me if someone says, what is the most accessible thing to boost my testosterone is having deep sleep, consistent sleep. Being asleep before, you know, around 11 o'clock, right around 11 yep. is being the latest. And I, I, I could take my own advice. You know, I'm the, I'm the guy who's all of a sudden wants to write poetry at 12 in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 12, 12 at night. Sure. So, uh, so, but, but the sleep is one of the most important things, consistent sleep. Because that will disrupt your hormones, even testosterone. Mm. And then, now I'm going to tell you stuff that you'll know all about, and I'm sure you've had a guest talk about sleep hygiene, but you've got to make sure you get that blue light out. Yeah. Period. Right? And you want to do it four hours max. You want to start around four hours. I usually do around three or so, Mm. because I'm still on my computer. I'm still on my phone. Yeah. Right? I don't have a TV, but if I had a TV, that might be on, you know? Yeah that blue light is... T- I have a red
0: light filter for my phone. Me too, I'm going to yeah, get the cool. one for my computer. Yeah. I have this, uh, uh, the Himalayan salt lamps, which I go to, and mm-hmm. fire uh, that I go to uh, go. at night once it's once it's dark. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and this is a beautiful fire you have going right yeah, now. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's so important because guess what? As soon as it hits... Your, your optic nerve, it goes to a place called suprachiasmatic nucleus in your brain. Yep. Guess what? That tells, your, that tells your body say, no more melatonin right now. I'm not going to shoot. I'm going to reduce melatonin. Mm. That sucks because when you're tired, you need melatonin. Right. That's what melatonin, melatonin is the reason you get tired. And melatonin is very <laughs> important. I just released a show today on the, the, the pineal gland and melatonin. Yeah. But the things that affect the pineal gland and melatonin. Melatonin is so important for anti-cancer, man. Mm. Anti-cancer also sets rhythms when you're traveling, right? So let's say you go you know, to Bali, I don't know how, maybe 16 hours difference or sure. something crazy, that melatonin, getting that good sleep, getting the sun at the right time, you know, helping level out, that melatonin's gonna tell your body where you are, mm-hmm. more or less, and how to, and how to reestablish a rhythm. Melatonin is everything, man. It's, it's a very like, we don't know enough about it, but it is such a powerful hormone, and that's why it's out when you sleep. Your mm-hmm. immune system, it's telling your immune system, kill those cancer cells. Right, reduce the oxidation in the body, protect your genes. This is melatonin. So sleep for me is at this point number one or number two. So I even put that sometimes before nutrition, man. Like nutrition can is can be variable person to person. I say eat plant centric. Yeah. But that sleep man is everything. Mm-hmm. Right? You said when you when you're in nature, you wake up alert. Yeah. You feel like a new man. Totally. Your personality is different. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you're getting crappy sleep, guess what? It's affecting your microbiome. And if it's affecting microbiome, we are our microbiome and all the other bacteria in our body. See what I mean? Where it's leading?
0: It's a cascade.
1: Yeah. But we don't sleep well. Why? We have EMFs nonstop. We got blue light. We got all this technology. We don't have pro- proper sleep hygiene. We're on our phone right before we go to bed. So we're thinking about everything. We don't know how to relax. Mm-hmm. This is all these are all things that are affecting our sleep. And then once we finally go to sleep, it's it's one in the morning. Yeah. You know, or twelve. And and we're not getting the sun in the morning. Like we don't have these proper rhythms. That, that nature intended for us. And that's a big problem, big problem. Because, like I said, chronic, chronic poor sleep on a shitty mattress is a big problem.
0: It is. It's interesting. The military did a study, uh, and they actually showed that uh, poor sleep is as deleterious as being drunk, ostensibly, yeah. uh, on the battlefield. And I was I saw it on 60 Minutes some years back. I wish I could quote it. But basically, it, it was like, you know, poor sleep is very very bad for yeah, cognitive it, performance it'll
1: put you in a diabetic like state yeah or just from poor sleep yeah i mean how many times in college did you wake up with like six hours of sleep and you're like oh i'm not even paying attention in this class right it,
0: and it spikes insulin right it spikes
1: insulin yeah if everything that, that could go wrong in your body it starts goes wrong yeah, the next like, day so imagine having chronic i mean there's very few people who are like i get four hours of sleep and i'm fine yeah most people get four hours of sleep that's a big problem yeah. They
0: think they're fine, but they're not. I always envy that. Like I felt like I heard, I can't remember what it was, something like Bill Clinton only needs five hours. And I'm like, I've always needed like eight or nine.
1: He has bags on his eyes every time I see <laughs> <Yeah,
0: exactly. laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, when you're sleeping, it's also when your brain takes out the trash, so to speak. Exactly. So it's like for cognitive, mm-hmm. for cognitive health, I know sleep is essential, which is obviously something I'm acutely passionate about. Yeah. What what are some of the uh, techniques that you recommend for op, excuse me for optimal cognitive performance and health?
1: Oh man, and this has been actually an interest of mine too lately mm. because my what happened with mold. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't have a family history like you. Yeah, but it's so important, right? Because let's say Alzheimer's is I don't know maybe ten percent or so. It's a smaller percent the genetic but, and, but there are
0: so for example my dad doesn't have alzheimer's which is interesting another thing just as a heads up for the guests list, uh, listening if you do have a chance where you where you have concern I recommend testing for the aPOe allele yes because yes. so, if you have two you get you get one from your mother one from your father if you have two, if you have one aPOe for your they say some although you can c- control this with epigenetics mm-hmm. but three times more likely to get Alzheimer's. If you have two APOE4s, they say it's upwards of 10 Big times. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, the, but if you get that early, there's so many epigenetic diet lifestyle things that you can do so to prevent against that risk. So I just want to flag that real quick and then yeah, please go and into And Yeah,
1: and I love epigenetics. I'm huge on epigenetics yeah. because that, that reflects my work with cancer, right? Yeah, totally. It, usually about 10% of cancer, it's about that that's genetic, 10%. Mm-hmm. The other percent is literally everything else we do, we eat. How we sleep, what our lifestyle is, community, stress, all that stuff. Yeah. So for brain health, I mean, that's everything at this point right now. Especially as at my age, your age, you know, yep. we have to really pay attention now. Totally. But but you're, you, if you're thinking about oxidants, right? You know, if you're drinking alcohol every day or a glass of wine every, every day, that's a big issue. hmm Right. What you need to do is pay close attention to how much oxidation your brain is being exposed to. Mm. Right. The blood-brain barrier is very selective, but there's certain things that really open it up why do we get drunk it goes right into our stomach it goes right into our system right to our brain and Mm. we go oh whoa that's it so if we have an alcohol habit that's the main thing you got to start taking out already so Mm -hmm. it can affect your hormones but it'll damn sure affect your brain i always pay attention to infections Mm. i do like herpes if you have a canker sore yep you know that 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 nerve that is attached to your lip goes right to your brain yes right so what do we do if we have infections and how does it Affect long
0: term brain now Yeah, HSV1, which is 90% of the population. I had, and I won't mention names, but I actually, and I'm super grateful because I'm all about real talk. Uh, I actually was meant to have dinner with a, a woman, and she was like, You know what? I have a cold sore right now. And I was like, Thank you for letting me know. Totally understand. Like, no drama at all. And, because of and I, it was wild because we actually wanted to have this beautiful conversation but yeah. i was like what i've been told by my doctor is i need to watch out for hsb1 because it actually does affect not not just the aesthetics or whatever it actually affects your brain right like and most of us many most of us have hsb1 either dormant or active yeah. when you get the cold sore obviously it's active yeah. um but that it actually ha- so so my doctor's like if you if you find yourself you get if you ever get a cold sore he's like that's the warning sign to like go do all the practices 100%. to go back in to like get more sleep eat super clean drink lots of water mm-hmm. if you're super stressed like you know look at where that stress is coming
1: from yeah when I had an Alzheimer's patient um, I, I did a lot of research re, 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 like I put together a whole protocol yeah and then I found Dale Bredesen I, I found his protocol it was literally 99% of the same it <laughs> was like four <laughs> things that were different I was like I like this guy he knows,
0: he's done his research yeah too. exactly
1: and then I came to find out who he really was and I was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, then I felt good about myself but, yeah but regardless
0: I'm gonna have him on the show
1: really yeah yeah we talked about it yeah. that's yeah. amazing um but, but one, thing, one thing that I found really interesting is the, viral, the response of the viral proteins, um, the way the immune system responds, they release these pro- specific family of proteins mm. um, in the body. But they also found those plaques in the brain that are consistent with different types of dementia yeah. have the same protein. The beta amyloid, there's yeah. a corollary. Exactly. I read that
0: as well, that same research where there's Isn't a corollary reason? between that HSV-1 and the beta amyloids because mm-hmm. your brain's trying to, mm-hmm. quote unquote, protect itself. Yes, yeah,
1: for sure. And, that's, and we have to think about the body like that. It's like us looking at a callus and going, oh, my body's failing me, instead of going, why is my body giving me a callus? The same goes with heart disease, right? Plaques in the heart. Yep. That's the body protecting itself. Yep. We're not eating too much cholesterol. It might be like that a little bit, but really it's what is the assault on the endothelial tissue in there? Yes. Right? And why is it building up plaque? The same goes with the brain. What's happening with the brain? Why is it depositing these plaques? The why is so important, which brings me to heavy metals. Yep. Heavy metals is major, man, major. And we don't talk... This is not talked about... I want life.
0: to drop in heavy metals for a bit.
1: We need to. Yeah. Because I, I, I wish that there was... I I know a lot about heavy metals, but I wish there was someone out there who was like the leading world expert in heavy metals and was on the podcast so I can talk about it. Yeah. Because we need more of that.
0: Yes. Heavy metals
1: are everywhere. They they not only affect our Krebs cycle, how we create energy in our body, Mm. they're literally a monkey wrench. Think about a cycle, like a little gear going and me throwing a monkey wrench at it and stopping it. Yeah. um, Because it really does affect us. Heavy metals are everywhere. This is why I did that cacao post and the show on cacao and why I did a plant-based protein powder and the show on plant-based protein powder is because... They are they are ubiquitous. Yes. Right. But they're really in a lot of these like plant based, you know, protein powders and cacao powders and different types of food. A lot. Of, but then that also like swordfish, things like that. All different types of fish. But heavy metals. Have yeah, big offended. fish especially for big those fish. listening. Yeah, big tuna, fish. shark, mm-hmm. swordfish. Yeah, and it's a problem when someone goes, "I eat tuna three times a week." What's the problem? Uh, but also,
0: also farm salmon is very bad. Big time. Big time.
1: Big time. <laughs> So we eat these heavy metals, and the problem is, is like you can't go to a conventional doctor and go, hey, I want to test my lid, I want to test mm-hmm. my mercury, because it's not going to be in the blood. Unless you have acute toxicity, it'll be in your blood. But it comes into our body, and it deposits, yeah. usually first in our hair, and then it starts long-term depositing in our tissues. Mm-hmm. And different metals have different affinities for the tissue, but guess where a lot of them go? To the brain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a big issue. That's a big, big issue. Right? Yeah, okay, it goes in the bones, in the liver, but in the kidneys, but the brain is a big one. So anytime I think about dementia or cognitive issues, I have to think about what the heavy metal component is. Mm-hmm. There's not that many tests that are really, really good. Uh, Cyrex Labs does a test that, that actually ha- it measures the immunological response to very specific uh, heavy metals in the body. Mm-hmm. So it's like an indirect way of seeing it. Hair tests can be complementing to that. Uh, but it's going to be... Unless you do a tissue biopsy, it's going to be really hard to measure that. Mm-hmm. But heavy metals uh, can cause a lot of cognitive issues. I had a doctor. Her name is Vivian Chen. Mm-hmm. She's a medical doctor uh, who, coming from England. When she came here, she changed, and she became a health coach. Because- Vivian Chen? Vivian Chen. Yep. She spoke about her experience with heavy metals. One, she was really mad she didn't learn about it in school, mm-hmm. which Grant rightfully so. But uh, her and her daughter were really sick. And once she started chelating or getting them out of her body and paying attention to the sourcing it was day and night day and night they wanted to put her daughter on medication day and night and she's sort of like a champion for a lot of this stuff too she's really passionate about it but for me man it's like we don't talk enough about heavy metals no what are the
0: major metal heavy metals people should be watching out for and what are the sort what are the things that we definitely need to avoid
1: okay arsenic yeah, is a major one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's found a lot in rice, believe it or not. Mm. Yeah, brown rice. So a lot of uh, like I got I'm vegan. Yeah. a lot of us vegans will just eat bowls of rice every day. Thinking, yeah, you know, like there's a lot of crappy vegan eating out there. But um, brown white brown rice, white rice. Um, what you want to get is California basmati, that was found mm-hmm. to have the lowest, um, or other like ancient grains instead. Yeah. Um, also, it, it was found in chicken, right. The crazy thing is, like conventional chicken specifically, man, it, they, they gave chicken ar- this arsenic in the feed to plump them up to make them more colorful.
0: They give chicken. arsenic? Yeah, they arsenic. gave it in
1: the feed. They did. What? Now it's, ba- now it's been banned, but it's, it's still in the system. Wow. It's still like in the food system. Um, Who Was it Pfizer, I think it was? It was called Roxarson. That's what they, that's what they gave. It started in the 50s. This is the crazy thing. I did a whole post on this. It started in the 50s. Every year it was given because they said it doesn't deposit in the tissue these chickens, you know, pee, pee them out, basically, poop them out, pee them. And then in the in the early 2000s, these scientists did a study, and they said, hey, it's in the tissue. This is a big problem in conventional conventional chicken, big, big problem. And what happened was after those, it took five years for the FDA to finally do something about it, to have their own independent study. And then they banned the Roxarzone, and then the pharmaceutical company instead Created another one and added it onto the feed, so it took another four years, or two, three or four years until that was banned. Now, they say it's not in there. I don't know. I mean, I don't eat, I don't eat chicken, but the problem is, is most of my youth, I was eating conventional chicken. You know, who knows what my arsenic level is, right? But it's a big issue. Um, fluoride, mm-hmm. you got to get it out. I did a whole post. They found they found the calcification of the pineal gland in a group of women cadavers was that of almost a tooth. Wow. Right? Fluoride has an affinity because the pineal gland surface area to displace other molecules. Wow. So fluoride is a big issue. Big issue. Particularly because it hasn't been shown to do much for the teeth. Right? You know what does more more for the teeth? Fat-soluble vitamins. Mm. Right? Good oral microbiome. Yeah. Right? That's more important than fluoride. I turned it down. I haven't been drinking fluoride for years. Uh, Mercury. Mm-hmm. Mercury, dude. That's in the amalgam Fillings. Yep. I had eight of them. Eight. Wow. My cognitive, I had I had some pretty bad brain fog. I've been getting better over the past two years. Yeah. But I had eight, man. It's crazy. And then you get mercury from the big fish, as yep. we were talking about. Um, uh, I, I mentioned arsenic, uh, mercury, cadmium, lead. Lead is from lead paint, but also you find that in high amounts of like pea proteins, mm-hmm. right? Cacao powder that's lead and cadmium too.
0: How do you get good cacao? Because now that I've been off alcohol for a stint, I've just been drinking cacao. Yeah. Now it's high-end ceremonial-grade cacao from Guatemala, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what that is. That, how do I know if it is? You, you, or not?
1: I, I, can't, I can't even tell you. I just. I did, <laughs> I did my own person. I felt like, the, I felt like an investigative journalist. Yeah. I was calling these companies, and I was like, hey, I need your COA, please. And if yeah. they didn't give it, that was a problem. If they gave it and it was crappy, that was a problem. So I found the Terrasol, and I'm not sponsored, I promise, I have no affiliation with them, but Terrasol was one of the best ones. Um, Santa Barbara Chocolate Company, they have cocoa. That was one of the best ones. Mm. Um, and I spoke on my show about the list of the ones that were good okay. and, how, and how much to take, pretty much. Got it. Um, and the same goes with plant-based proteins, man. Like, they're, they're really high. And the reason I'm so passionate about this project that I did is because pregnant women, it, it, all these heavy metals cross the blood-brain barrier. You know the best way to detox mercury if you're a woman is get pregnant because it's going to go to your baby that's, a, that's crazy isn't it so for me I was very passionate about it because there's pregnant women out there the doctor says you've got to get a lot of protein but she's like I'm a vegan so then they're eating these plant based proteins with really crappy high levels of lead and cadmium and guess where that's going to the baby the baby comes out maybe the baby's predisposed to cognitive issues ADHD, autism because of the precedent was set epigenetically by all of these heavy metals in the body Wow, crazy huh so those are the big heavy metals. Those are the big ones, and and those are that's where the sourced. And I would. Suggest what do you do getting,
0: if you have heavy metals in your system?
1: Yeah, I would suggest getting together with a naturopathic or functional doctor. Yeah. They can assess you. Okay. Maybe they do the test that I mentioned, combined with a hair test. Um, certainly, a blood test isn't going to show pretty much anything. Yeah. Right. If it's low, that doesn't mean you don't have heavy metals, and then and then start on a protocol. Right. There's different. The nice thing is there's different nutraceuticals out there different herbs that can help move things around. But you don't just want to mobilize out of the tissue, out of the fat, uh, out of the, out of the brain, these heavy metals, and then just do nothing back with them because they'll be reabsorbed. So you want to make sure you're chelating them too. Mm. Some people will do IV chelations. I I tend to go more gentle and long-term because I just, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, But some people do really heavy ones too. Yeah. But that's, that's determined by your doctor, you know? So I think that's the best way to do it.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, we touched on three things for cognitive, uh, and heavy metals was one I wanted to delve deep into. Were there any other aspects of the protocol around cognitive health? Yeah, watching out,
1: with glu- watching out with gluten, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it has an effect. What about dairy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's no studies that say dairy causes brain issues, but dairy, dairy is an issue for me overall, mm. especially what it does to your hormones. Mm. Right? And, and you've got to think about a, a whole system. Yeah. Right? All your hormone signals are coming from your brain. Right? So if it's disrupting your hormones... You might be throwing off some of that that access in your body. Yeah, that's it's just you know, and, and then once you think about testosterone, you, when you have good testosterone, your brain's functioning well, mm. right? So if if you're messing it up with dairy, I'm not dogmatic about pretty much anything. I'm a, like I said, I'm a vegan, but other people eat the way they eat. I just say eat plants, but I am dogmatic about dairy. I don't think that there's a place in our diet for dairy. Mm. I don't, um, and I've I've been very vocal about that. I've done I did, I've done a whole dairy show. I've done posts about dairy. I work with Switch for Good, getting athletes off dairy. I'm working with the Clippers to get them off dairy. Mm. You see what I mean? Like the, uh, there's there's people understanding that it's it's not a it, it great. It has vitamins and minerals. It also has really high amounts of saturated fat, antibiotics, hormone disruptors, xenoestrogens, pesticides. That it, it's like it's like saying I'm getting my nutrients. I mean, I could get I could get zinc from dirt and iron from dirt, mm. but I'm getting a lot of other crap in there too. Mm. You, you know what I mean? So. Um, but back to brain health. There's awesome. There's awesome herbs out there that universe gave us. Yeah. For our brain. What do you recommend? Ginkgo yep. is amazing. Phosphatidylserine mm-hmm. is really good. You know, like these are these are things that actually reduce, like I said, oxidation in the brain, yep. increase that focus in the brain, and this is something called the doctrine of signatures. If you look at the way ginkgo looks, it actually looks like a slice of part of the brain
0: hmm.
1: which is crazy it's like it's like the universe telling us hey you know why don't you go ahead and why don't you go ahead and use this it's, yeah uh, it actually can help you um there's actually some really omega-3s good, yeah omega-3s that's what i was, I was going to get that get to that omega-3s is really important um there's there's good formulas out there that are coming out now hmm. for brain health um that can are really,
0: you recommend particularly
1: um well, I I I, I, I'm, I stay really close to herbs, and I think Guy Guy has a really good herbal company. Yeah, I have
0: some of their products. You do? I have one of their cognitive enhancing products. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, exactly. Seems clean. Guy is yeah. Guy is very by the book. Yeah, and you can actually trace step by step what ha- all the herbs that are in your bottle.
0: Yes, so they
1: are for me. Transparency is everything in a company. Yeah, which brings like if if people are watching like how how do I get supplements. I did a whole show on supplements for how to to buy them but you have to make sure there's transparency yeah right because if you if you're getting a brain supplement but you find out has really high heavy metals then what are you doing yeah you know so I I do I do love Gaia a lot Um, yeah man that's that's, that's some of my favorite stuff for the brain Um, exercise is everything yeah everything you know it's crazy for exercise and reduction of ca- reduction of cancer is unprecedented for when it comes to prostate cancer and breast cancer
0: any particular type of exercise I've heard weight bearing exercises yeah, for are sure. optimal
1: you gotta do both yeah you have to have some sort of aerobic yep. exercise or re- part of your regimen but weight bearing is very important especially for the women listening weight bearing is so important in protecting your brain mm. protecting your breast for men protecting our prostate and our breast you know chest uh, really important uh But the latest stuff that I've been finding is actually more high-intensity. Yeah. Higher-intensity, like explosive, like you're breathing a whole lot is going to be really important, too. The last thing I want to say for Brain is I had a a really close friend of mine, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, MD, out in New York on my show, and we spoke about the importance of muscle-centric medicine. Mm. And she was actually talking about cognitive decline and longevity when it comes to muscle. And... She is basically a huge proponent of saying by the time we, we're 40, we, we've set the precedent to our muscle tone yeah. pretty much, and then from that point on, we start losing a lot of it. And, be, and the, one of the big dangers is something called sarcopenia, where we actually just, you know, you know when we see older people, they have really poor muscle tone? Sure. It's a big issue, big issue, because sarcopenia would be a predisposition to a lot of this cognitive decline, too, because the way she talks about it... and contrary to what a lot of us learn in medical school, is she really focuses on mu- muscle health being an organ. And by an organ, it's, it's releasing anti-inflammatory proteins in our body, helping balance our hormones, promote better hormone health. And, and actually, I, I get behind of a lot of what she says because she's smart. Yeah. she's passionate, she's done a lot of work, and she's very unbiased.
0: Say her name again just
1: for those. Dr. Lessons. Gabrielle Lyon wonderful yeah she did she, she's she been on Hyman's show yeah and, and we spoke a lot about this um, and, and that's really important long term so what I'm trying to say is what is the role of exercise in your life mm. right if exercise is something yeah I'm going to get to the gym this week versus it's part of my regimen for health and longevity you got to look at that being as part of your lifestyle
0: yeah
1: right get out there eat, eat well build good muscle tone reduce your fat Muscle fat ratio, right? You want to have a high muscle to fat ratio, and make sure that that's going to help your brain. It, look, it's all connected.
0: Totally. Right? We're not 100%. just. We're not,
1: I rather you work out, get better muscle, than take a fish oil pill. Yeah. interesting. Do you see what I mean? Because because we're working in, in endogenously with our own body, and our body knows what to do. Yeah. Sometimes if you have a crappy fish oil, our body doesn't know what to do. If you're getting it from Costco or something, our body doesn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> do you see what I mean?
0: Quality is everything as everything. well in those supplements. Everything. Yeah. Yeah man. That's powerful, man. I, I, I could talk to you for ages and I don't think this will be our last conversation. I don't but think I want so. I, I, I wanna be I wanna be mindful and we are gonna actually um, uh, go through my results because I did just mm-hmm. do this um, this powerful test with you. So I think we're gonna pause here. We'll yeah. get an opportunity to grab some water yeah. uh, and I'll pause the show as well and then let's revisit and we'll dive deep into it. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, um, man. for those actually Dr. G, for those who are interested in delving deep into your work, you have an amazing podcast. Your Instagram's incredible in terms of information. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Heal thyself podcast. Uh, it's heal thy space self. There's another guy out there doing heal thyself too, but uh, but ours is a really good show. Um, the Instagram is at D-O-C-T-O-R.G. Um and I'm, I'm really just doing a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of talks. I work with a lot of companies. This I'm everywhere basically. And, and one of my biggest passions is increasing that talk exposure so I would love to be in every state next year
0: yes or within the two years I support that man I yeah. mean what you you're I'm working with you personally I believe in you I so I think you're just a bastion of knowledge and information and wisdom and Thank so you. I want to support you any way I can anyone is listening. Uh, subscribe to the show, follow his IG. It's chock full of amazing intel. I appreciate it. Dr. G, man, this will not be our last conversation.
1: All right, man. All All right, brother.
0: Yes. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. G. I know I did. I definitely want to have him on again. He is a wealth of information, and I'm going to be working with him really deeply on isolating some of the environmental toxins I've been exposed to, as well as just optimizing my overall health and wellness. Um, If you got value out of the episode, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Uh, It really helps us move up in the algorithm and get this community growing. So it means the world to me. You can uh, check out the show notes below or on my soon-to-be-launched new website, which will be michaeltrainer.co, and I can't wait to share with you some of the, the big projects that I'm working on here in 2020, and... I just really hope that you're enjoying uh, and getting a lot of value out of these episodes. I'm committed to doing as much as I can to bring value to you here in 2020, looking at doing um, two episodes a week with some bonus episodes and really getting as much valuable content out to you as possible. So if you have any suggestions on guests, if you have any thoughts, um, even ways in which we can improve the episodes please go ahead and reach out to me. The best way is social media. I'm at Michael Trainer on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, Please go ahead and reach out. I love your questions and your feedback, and it's greatly appreciated. So with that, please go out there and live your inspired life.